today on 2C Fans. We also have a hashtag every time we have these special events. And so people who are watching, like Joe was on his computer back here watching here at Moat while no. he wasn't supposed to. No, I wasn't. I'm what? just kidding. No, he wasn't. This isn't He probably hasn't Joe seen Day. it at all. Hmm? But, um, no, but, I but he could actually tweet us questions. And so that's really fun because since Jason's behind the scenes, as I'm in front of the camera interviewing our special guests or doing the program, Jason can whisper in my ear. Mm. Hello and welcome to 2C Fans at Moat Marine Laboratory. I'm Haley Rutger. And I'm Dum Dum Joe Nicholson. Hey. <laughs> did, did I say that? Yeah, a little bit earlier. You internalized yeah. that? <laughs> I did totally internalize it. Well, I didn't mean it. I, I, I love you, Joe. Uh. So, I feel the warmth. <laughs> we are here with that, uh, and they're already laughing at us. We're here with our two of our favorite guests yet. Uh, why don't you say your names and titles for us? I am Casey Gaylord Opaleski, and I am the Senior Coordinator for Digital Programs here at Moat Marine Laboratory. And I'm Jason Robertshaw, Senior Coordinator for Educational Technology at Moat. Whoa. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I wanted to mix it up, though, and I wanted to have uh, Casey tell us what Jason's job entails and Jason tell us oh. what Casey's. Oh. Dude, that's awesome. Do you think we can do that? I don't yeah. know. But, I, I mean, like, we've only worked together for, for about 15 years. I know, right? Like, yeah. You guys are like an old uh. married couple. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like walk around and argue with each other. Yin and yang. Yeah. And yet you and Haley are like a young married couple. No. No. Joe's not young. (laughs) 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 Okay, neither am I. See what I got to deal with? Neither am I. Yep, see, see? Okay, so why don't we, let's do it. Tell us about each other. Oh, you want to go first? Sure. Do it. So Casey is the heart of our program. Oh, that's so nice. She's also the face of Sea Trek TV and probably also the big toe. <laughs> In a minute, we're going to ask you what Sea Trek TV is and what its big toe might be. Big but toe. but for now, go on. I'm the big toe. So I like to say that KC takes care of everything in front of the camera, and I take care of everything behind the camera. But really, it's a collaborative process. We work together to create interactive video lessons. But Casey is tasked uh, primarily with the the scheduling and uh, customer service for our program. So she takes care of all the teachers and students and makes sure that they know where uh, to connect to and how to connect to us. And then I take care of the technology. Well, don't get into your job because right? that's Casey's job. To. No, you can't do that. Casey. <laughs> well, <laughs> if about he Jason. says I'm the heart, then he's the soul of our program. Ooh. Um, but <laughs> Jason, like he said, is behind the scenes for C-Trek TV. And he develops um, and produces all of our media and our digital programming that we deliver to students and humans. 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 They're all humans. For the most part. (laughs) All over the world. Okay. Yes, yes. But he also um, helps to facilitate all the technology that we have in education. And so um, he helps all of our staff fumble through the 21st century. Nice. (laughs) Tech tech wizard. Yes. When kids are learning how to try a design program to make some marine conservation Mm -hmm. stuff on their laptop Mm -hmm. or something, that's probably Jason. Yeah. 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 So... Mm. So I'm kind of like Joe, but less old and less scary. Uh-huh. Less scary? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a camera on me right now. <laughs> yeah, that face was good. <laughs> less that old and good. less scary. Just no. kidding. Okay. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're all nice people here, aren't we? Yes. Mm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> just, like, just making sure. Just like pick on Joe Day. You can pick on me today. I kind of like it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You can pick on me today. You're the only one left. 
I know. Yeah. You just wait. I'll okay, get it. Right. Casey's turn next. Okay. But uh, yeah, so uh, people want to know what is C Track TV? What is C Track TV? The most uh, common term of art applied to it is virtual field trips. Uh, we offer, uh, it's basically Moat's distance learning program. Um, we mostly use interactive video conferencing technology uh, to connect with classrooms all over the world. Wow. Um, they're live and interactive. We can see and hear the classrooms, the teachers and the students, and they can see and hear us. Um, there are point to, what we call point-to-point -point connections, so we're connecting directly to the classroom. We're not broadcasting to the wider public usually. Um, we do, do some live streams as well, so we were talking about uh, being available on, uh, on YouTube and other channels. Um, but the point, but, to, but the point-to-point -point broadcast, it makes yeah. it a little bit more intimate. For Absolutely, the, for the classroom. Yep, it makes it extremely and, interactive and extremely uh, personal for and each class. You can class. see little Johnny raise his hand. I can go, see little Johnny raise hey, his hand. Or tell little Johnny to get his hand out of his nose. You've got it. So <laughs> for people out there, most people these days are familiar with Skype yes. or FaceTime. They yep. usually use that to stay in touch with their family. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it's like. We can see and hear the audience. They can see and hear us. We're interacting right then and there. It is real time for I, those point-to-point -point connections. I uh, saw on Facebook the other day that you had a program with uh, the titles Ickyology yes! and the Bone Zone, as in yes! our, our bone collection, yes. Dolphin and Whale Bones. What was that all about? Like, who were you broadcasting to so or, much fun. or streaming for? And, yep. Yeah. So um, we will do some special live events at mm -hmm. C-Trek TV, and we will stream those out to the Internet. So they are live. Um, people can watch from their computers at home or at work, mm -hmm. if you want to sneak that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they can watch right then and there live if they just visit our website at www.ctrek.tv slash live. That's where all of our special events are listed. And our latest ones that we did mm -hmm. uh, were on Halloween. Yeah. It was very fun. I had so much fun that day. But Ichiology, What's Gross at Moat, featured Andrew <laughs> Angelo. And he's uh, a oh. biologist, For the record, too. Andrew is not gross. It's not, he's not gross. Angelo? No, 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 no. <laughs> but he deals with a lot of gross things. And he's super funny super punny and we had so much fun so we wanted to feature ooey gooey and icky things in the sea mm. and then we did the bone zone with Rebecca Hazelcorn and Gretchen Lovewell and they talked about the Stranding Investigations program as well as the Ruth Dillon Cetacean Osteological Collection so both of those um, programs were streamed live we actually did have interactive classrooms too so we do have some classrooms that will sign up to be interactive sites during those live streams and so they can actually interact and ask us questions, ask our experts questions while the live audience is watching. And then we also have a hashtag every time we have these special events. And so people who are watching, like Joe was on his computer back here watching here at Moat while nope. he wasn't supposed to. No, I wasn't. I'm was just he? kidding. No, he wasn't. This isn't He probably hasn't Joe seen Day. it at all. Hmm? But, um, no, but, I but he could actually tweet us questions. And so that's really fun because since Jason's behind the scenes, as I'm in front of the camera interviewing our special guests or doing the program, Jason can whisper in my ear mm. questions that are coming through. I don't think I've tweeted once. Really? Ever. Well, then you are old. You need to catch up. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Although the kids really aren't using Twitter these days. That's just for us old people. Just tell us real quick, like, how are you different from the classroom teacher? Because most an informal science education mm -hmm. institution, but we reach classrooms. So how does that work? How does that work? Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. This is, a, this is a good question. And I've thought about this a little bit. So... We're similar to classroom teachers in that we're educating, 
right? Yeah. We're educating. Yeah. Um, we do have to align our programs to educational standards yeah. so that classroom teachers can justify, whether it be a field trip or a C-TREK lesson that they're connecting with, that they can justify that connection to their principal or whoever might be paying the program fee mm -hmm. if there is a fee attached to it. Mm -hmm. So we do have to align to educational standards. We do have to keep up with what's going on in the classroom so that we know what's relevant, what teachers are teaching to. Um, we keep tabs on things called instructional focus calendars. Mm -hmm. So that's something that, for example, we're in Sarasota County here in Florida. So they will teach to certain topics throughout the year, throughout certain weeks. Cool. So we pay attention to that stuff. But the thing that kind of sets us apart, since we're at a place like Moat Marine Laboratory, um, we are a science and a research institution. So one part of our job that's really, really important, and more now than ever, is we actually get to talk about some of the things that teachers are told not to talk about. Oh. So um, for example, in some states or counties, Teachers can't talk about evolution. Evolution, yes. And here at Moat Marine Laboratory, evolution, that's a thing. It's a fact. <laughs> it's a thing. So we get to talk about that. But also another very hot topic, pun intended, climate mm. change. Uh, um, a lot of people can't even say those words anymore, especially yeah. here in the state of Florida. So our job is more important than ever yeah. to keep getting those messages out. Yeah, we're independent. I feel like I say the word climate change in my office every single yep. yeah. day. Absolutely. <laughs> we have such a huge um, collection of um, subject matter experts here at Moat, and we're able to bring those resources to the classroom, uh, drop them in, and have them communicate either through uh, pre-recorded interviews or actually live in the studio. <clears throat> like we did with Gretchen and uh, Rebecca and An uh, Andrew um, this mm. week. So it's an opportunity that classrooms don't always get, and uh, we can bring them to classrooms all over the world. Which leads me to the, to the next question is, like, how do I, if I was a teacher, mm -hmm. how do I connect to you guys? That's what a kind great of, question. What kind of technology do I need? In the past, it used to be more difficult. Um, there were expensive kind of proprietary boxes that uh, like schools Like the Polycoms have, yeah. and Crestrons yeah. mm -hmm. and all that. Sony, um, <clears throat> all kinds, Cisco all made these uh, boxes that they could buy. They would cost thousands, tens yeah. of thousands yeah. of dollars. And um, it was a process they would call telepresence. Um, nowadays, it's much easier. A teacher just needs uh, a laptop and uh, a good quality webcam and speaker microphone, and they're connected. Um, if they can um, do a Skype call, they can connect with us. If they can do Zoom, they can connect with us. Um, I like to say that we'll connect by whatever technology uh, necessary uh -huh. um, to uh, bring our programs to them. So uh, whatever they're interested in using, we'll at least try it and see if it works. Uh, we've um, kind of adapted our studio to be as flexible as possible, um, to be agnostic when it comes to connecting. Ooh, um, I like that, agnostic, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. uh, technologically agnostic. We don't care if you're Mac, PC, uh, Linux. We'll try anything. Uh, in order to uh, uh, talk to your students and uh, bring the ocean to your classroom. That's very cool because yeah. I, yeah. I know in the past it, it had always been like you remember, Jason, like in the you past. You remember too. Well, I, I do, but you Joe know. actually, oh you know, little known fact, Joe was actually instrumental in the early part of getting distance learning started at Moat. Mm. Well, yeah. Dan Bebeck and yeah. myself. Yes, yes, absolutely. I remember spending many... <laughs> <laughs> Late nights here, connecting with like Abu Dhabi and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, wow. absolutely. England. England. I didn't know this about your history, Joe. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he started distance learning before I started. Very cool. Well, yeah, it was just 
Dan and I. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's just Jason and I. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> and a little shout out to a little known but important figure in our world, Henry. Uh, he's our yes. network administrator, and we couldn't do any of this without uh, his infrastructure in the background. That mm-hmm. is absolutely true. Very and important. Henry part. has probably more jobs than anybody here at Moat. <laughs> Basically, three things that uh, are in our world right now. There's still the traditional uh, face-to-face kind of connections, and uh, Zoom is one company that really helps facilitate that a lot. They've been very uh, responsive to the educational market, Sweet. and uh, we do a lot with uh, that kind of conferencing platform. Also, Skype in the classroom from Microsoft. Uh, both uh, Skype and Zoom are very uh, uh, important in what we do right now. Um, but there's, again, like I said earlier, plenty of other traditional uh, connection technologies out there. Um, one of the other things, of course, is... Um, VR, virtual reality, and augmented reality, that's still in its very early stages, um, and most of it is what we call asynchronous. That means that it happens um, not in real time. Um, Bandwidth is the biggest issue. Um, We struggle sometimes just doing the traditional video conference connections, so to do something that's 360 and completely immersive with video and audio. So bandwidth is like the bottleneck to your speed. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. And and also the production technology, the pre-production and Mm post-production for uh, virtual reality is still in its very early stages. We're hoping to do more with Yujo and and developing that kind of um, um, resource remote, but a lot of times it's a in-person kind of experience. You come to a, a site like Moat, and uh, maybe put on some goggles and experience it. You don't do it over a network connection at a distance yet um, as much. But online gaming and virtual gaming is, is, a, is a thing, and uh, we're hoping to be able to virtualize some of the experiences at Moat uh, so that maybe people can dive at the coral reef um, farm oh, that we have man, in the Keys, yeah. uh, maybe uh, uh, strap on some goggles and experience a, a virtual reality shark training. But that, that was awesome, and I saw I, something else you did, which I guess you would consider augmented reality. You had kids color in color uh, sheets, and you made their little colored pumpkin um, 3D on Yeah, so there's a company screen. called Quiver Vision that offers uh, virtual um, augmented reality coloring pages, and uh, people can check that out online. It's so cool. Um, and it's, uh, a lot of uh, the resources are available free. Uh, they're fun in the classroom for enhancing a, a lesson. Uh, they have some shark um, coloring pages, too, some other ocean life. And uh, there's many uh, other companies out there trying that where you can just hold up an iPad and point it at the coloring page and it comes to life and uh, dances around the screen or uh, otherwise um, comes alive. Man. Yeah. It's really cool. Technology is amazing. It is. My childhood missed all this stuff. Yeah, it did. I'm feeling deprived. What about me? All I had was like, here, Joe, go play with a rock. The uh, third thing is live streaming and doing these uh, one-to-many broadcasts. That technology is becoming easier and more uh, approachable and affordable. That's more like broadcast TV, correct? Yeah. So yep. through YouTube streaming and Facebook Live and those kind of technologies, that's very easy to uh, flip a phone and suddenly you're broadcasting to uh, dozens, hundreds, possibly Whoever millions. Whoever tunes in. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. All right. Go. All right. So I want to uh, talk about a really fun educational tool that we've been using lately. Um, Jason and I have recently been tasked to create and create, develop, and deliver teacher professional development workshops. So Uh, we like to share all the cool stuff that we're finding and that we're experimenting with with our teachers, whether they be local. We actually have a teacher coming from Alabama this weekend for one of our PD workshops. Alabama. Alabama, yeah. So so Jason talked about some really cool things, Skype in the classroom, so we're going to talk to the teachers about that and give them access to that. But 
a really fun thing that I love. I'm I I'm very adventurous. Night of Fish, Fun and Fright. I love that event. Um, I love escape rooms. I love murder mystery parties. Ooh. So there is an educational product that people can buy, but they can also make themselves. It's called Breakout Edu, and it's basically <laughs> okay. an escape room for a classroom. Whoa! And instead of escaping the classroom the children have to break into a box, and it's a lock box, and it has a series of different locks, but you put clues all over the room, and Breakout EDU, their website has a ton of resources. They already have lessons in place for you to just basically, here's a lesson about climate change, and it's a scenario that you give to the students, whether they be third graders, fifth graders, or 12th graders, and you give them that scenario, and they have to use these clues and look around the room and use a lot of teamwork and collaboration to figure out, okay, look at all these different locks. We've got seven locks to get in. What are the combinations that we need to be looking for? Mm. And it is so much fun. So um, we've been working on these teacher professional development workshops, and they are loving this breakout EDU. So we've actually created a few lessons that are moat-centric. Using that technology. Using that that um, component. And wow. so just cool. the other week, we had a teacher workshop focused on coral reefs and ocean acidification. And so Jason created a fantastic lesson all based on Hurricane Irma mm. and basically Man. the conditions that happened down at IC2R3 uh -huh. and that they needed to get into this box to help get ocean acidification lab equipment. Wow. And then we rolled it into an ocean acidification lesson cool. that we created. Very oh Two, two, it's so much fun. That's so close to home. See, okay, IC2R3, for those who don't know, oh, is yes, our, sorry. our Elizabeth Moore International Center for Coral Reef Research and Restoration on Summerlin Key in the Florida Keys. And we did have an OA, ocean acidification scientist, who she and her interns had to move a whole bunch oh, of stuff, yes. including live corals, up to our Sarasota campus during Hurricane Yes, OA Irma. stands for ocean acidification. So in the past, we've had uh, shark cameras and manatee cameras yes. and penguin cameras and otter cameras, and we want to use those exhibit cam cameras in our interactive programs, but also make them available to the public. Of course, as you well know, Joe, putting cameras in salt water. <laughs> not, uh, not, a, not a recommended thing. So there's some uh, ways to make that happen, but uh, it's always a challenge and usually a little bit more expensive than your average uh, yes. camera system. Yes, and yes. Not, and yes, I'm not even going to get into it, how much money that can be. But are, are a bunch of other zoos and aquariums putting more cameras in mm -hmm. that are accessible to the public that maybe can be yeah. brought into classrooms or so used as, uh, in your... Yeah, um, in fact, uh, we've done a lot with the uh, uh, MVO search in the past, mm -hmm. and they have, make a number of their um, feeds available to us, both pre-recorded and live. So one of the more exciting uh, live streams that we offered in the past was connecting with uh, Dr. Bob Huter when he was on the MVO mm. search yep. and uh, doing a Skype in the Classroom program with him while he was at sea. Uh, with for the, the record, uh, that's the shark research vessel that's in the news quite a lot these days for lifting sharks up on a special platform and allowing researchers to crowd around, get their samples real quick, tag the shark, and let it go. It's like a pit crew. It is. Yeah. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. So we, we connected with, with Dr. Bob right when he was... Uh, in the thick of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, very cool. I think of you guys as early adopters. I think oh, of us my goodness. As, yeah. as very early developers yeah. of it. Not We've, too um, well. You want to go? 
Uh, we celebrated our 20th uh, anniversary for Sea Trek in 19. Aww, uh, congratulations! Thank you. Wait, that's awesome. What year? You you actually kicked it off in the mid 90s, around 1996 is the yeah. official date that I have. But yes. um, Moat's actually been doing distance learning much longer earlier than that. We started in 1989 with um, the series of Jason Project uh, oh, connections that. that Dr. Bob Ballard initiated. Um, Ballard was the uh, researcher who discovered the resting place of the Titanic. And there was such an outpouring of enthusiasm from teachers and students about that adventure that he ended up creating a, a series of yearly uh, satellite-based connections called the Jason Project um, that was based on uh, the myth and uh, Argonaut of myth and legend. He named his ROV after that and then also the curriculum that he developed. So we did that for many, many years till about 2006, I think, or so. Yes. Yeah. And then... In the mid-90s, something important happened, the Internet. The Internet happened. And that uh, kind of uh, brought in a whole new um, way and approach of doing these kind of interactive programs. It did. And like Jason said, C-Trek uh, basically started in 1996. And to toot our own horn a little bit, we are seen as one of the leaders in this field of virtual field trips and distance learning so much that Jason and I actually do consulting for other zoos, aquariums, oh. and museums. We have people come and visit us for a day or several days and look at our technology, look at our techniques, look at our studio. Um, Jason just does a fabulous job of doing everything behind the camera. And um, we could not have C-Trek without the two. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. But the the two, heart and soul of yeah, it, the, basically. The two, the two of you have taken this program you know, far and above what it ever was. So it's, it's very exciting. Uh, we... Typically win awards every year through CILC, which is the Center for Interactive Learning Collaboration. Um, and they are kind of the de facto clearinghouse for anybody who does what we do for virtual field trips or for distance learning programs. And so a lot of zoos, aquariums, museums, science centers, um, even authors, um, the football, Pro Football Hall of Fame are listed on there. They have hmm. hundreds <laughs> of content providers is oh. what we're called and that uh, teachers can actually connect with in their classroom. And it's not only classrooms that connect with us. Um, we will do um, reciprocal programs with other zoos and aquariums. In fact, in the past for different homeschool days, we've connected with a zoo in Ohio and then vice versa. When we have homeschool days here, they'll connect with us and deliver a program. So that's really cool. But then also senior centers is a huge, huge audience that oh, is starting to come yeah. online. I didn't think about that. I should have. It is amazing. <laughs> it's truly amazing because since this technology is getting easier and easier for people to connect, it's not as challenging, and senior centers are hungry for content, hungry for experts. Well, and you got to so, have something for the old folks to watch. Absolutely, or, or and yeah. they love it. They, they're Since FaceTime and Skype, they've really done us a great service in our field because – even five years ago, Jason and I explaining what we do, people just kind of stared at us like, I don't Their get it. Their eyes glaze over. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. So now, uh -huh. since people keep in touch with their families that way, it's very easy mm -hmm. to understand. And it's very easy to understand, like, yes, she is talking to you. She can see and hear you. Yes. And so um, Senior Centers is a huge audience that is starting to really open the doors. And, in fact, we're part of a process with CILC to um, – to evaluate some of our programs to see if they are appropriate for that adult audience in particular. Oh man, I want to write some kind of feature story about that. Oh, that it's fantastic. It. Yeah. That, that would be good too because Mo, um, we have the distance learning um, component of it, but we have a larger lifelong learning uh, initiative that yes. we're um, expanding 
and hoping to bring all kinds of opportunities to adult learners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have been, just Let's been hearing about that. It's, it, a, it's emerging. It. It's a neat story. Yeah, but um, I wanted to ask you guys real quick, going back to the actual how you talk to these people. <clears throat> so you might have audiences as young as what, like. Oh, gosh. Pre-K. Pre-K, Pre-K? yeah. Through uh, retired. so K through gray. <clears throat> so, yeah, gray. it's like pre-K through gray. Like, yeah, how, like do you, how do you take, because you're working with, you know, scientist interviewees a lot of the time, how do you get these people to distill something to fit the audience? That's you know, a that's great hard. question. Yeah. Um, as educators, yeah. we're trained in kind of scaffolding topics. We're also trained in translating difficult concepts to a variety of audience. So it's not um, dumbing anything down. It's not watering anything down. It's how do we take the concept, say ocean acidification, for example. How do we take that concept, Mm -hmm. that chemical process, how do we explain that to senior citizens that might be able to grasp some of that a little bit more? But, I mean, don't get me wrong. When you start talking about the chemistry, their eyes will start to glaze over unless they're really into it. Where it's that kind of edutainment yeah absolutely but then how do you talk to third graders about it again so um so again we're we're trained in how do we translate this these heavy topics and how do we make them entertaining and appealing to people and how do we get them to understand and impart wisdom on them but also to take some action from Mm -hmm. that so there's lots of different um techniques that we'll use we'll use metaphors for examples analogies great metaphor for ocean acidification is talking about it in the terms of nutrients say in our body we need calcium and nutrients to build strong bones if we don't have that we'll have brittle bones sometimes we can develop osteoporosis So you can think of ocean acidification as osteoporosis of the sea. Mm -hmm. Animals that are building their own exoskeletons, if you will, or building their shells, they don't have the right nutrients, so they can't do that because of climate change and excess carbon dioxide in our atmosphere and in our oceans. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's very interesting because I will uh, talk to adult audiences about climate change and ocean acidification, but then also third grade students, and it's amazing to me that those kids get it. Get it. Well, to be be a good educator, you have to be a good translator. Yes. So we'll do things like when we talk about sharks, for example. Some of our most popular programs are for pre-K through second grade students. And what we do to, again, going back to these educational standards, we think about what are they learning in the classroom? What are they developing as tiny human beings? What's going on in their brains? And how can we hook them? How can we teach them science, but also maybe let's add some other things in there. So our See Me Read series are extremely popular. And um, we work with some publishers like Tiger Tales Publishing as well as Arborvale Publishing. And we will actually get our hands on some fantastic books that have to do with science, has to, have to do with marine science. And we basically have story time with the kids. And so throughout that, we're reading a story along with the kids. We'll pause, we'll ask for prediction questions. What do you think will happen next? Or why do you think this happened? And then in the end, we have kind of a little game that we play. And really, it's a quiz. It's a science quiz and a reading comprehension quiz. Hmm. So we're meeting English language arts standards as well as science standards, too. And these programs have become so popular with the younger crowd and with those teachers. They are hungry for that content in the same way that the senior citizens are. I I wanted to ask you before we wrap up, um, I know like people can go on ctrack.tv and Find your programs. Mm-hmm. Classrooms usually will pay a fee to help them keep going. If somebody is really on a budget, though, and struggling to, you know, 
pay for that kind of cost, um, email us. Just email Just you? email us. It's okay. as simple as that. Um, Jason mentioned Skype in the Classroom. Uh, Microsoft in Education has a wonderful community called Skype in the Classroom. And um, teachers can, there's thousands of teachers on Skype in the Classroom. And if you are on there, we have some of our programs listed on there. And if you request a program through Skype in the Classroom, we are obligated to deliver that program at no charge. Mm -hmm. um, but also, we are very open to uh, working with Title I schools, for example, um, schools that are having trouble. So all it all it really takes is email us, give us a call, um, and Jason and I want to reach those students. We want to reach as many people as we possibly can. Our programs are much easier to set up and break down and deliver than to say, actually load up a dolphin skeleton in a car and go out to a school. <laughs> think? Things yeah. like that. So, uh -huh. and, and we understand that budgets are tight. I mean, we work at a nonprofit institute. Yep. So we are no stranger to that. And we've worked with schools um, for, you know, two decades now. And so we definitely know the struggles that they have. And a virtual field trip is often very inexpensive. For example, our lessons can be anywhere from $75 to $150. Wow, and yeah. they'll last anywhere from 25 minutes to 50 minutes. So they're, they can be short and sweet or they can be um, a full class period. But like I said, if, if there are teachers out there that just don't have it in their budget, and that's often how we connect with some of our schools, is they'll contact us and say, look, it's not in my budget. Is there any way I can get a discount or get a program for free so that the rest of my teachers and my principals can see the value of this mm -hmm. and then guess what yeah they come back next yeah. year and it's in their budget thankfully um, our leaders here at Mount Marine Laboratory are open to us doing that so we can reach those audience numbers and really get the message of Mount Marine Laboratory's research out there and ocean conservation so and anyone listening right now, go to www.ctrack.tv slash deeper and you get a discount on your first program. I was going to yes. ask, what is that? But Jason, also, what is the take-home message you want our listeners to remember about Ctrack or the digital learning program in general? So Moat Marine uh, Laboratory can bring the ocean to your classroom, to your living room, or your retirement center. Online communication is a vital part of uh, digital literacy and 21st century school skills, and Moat has a wonderful array of experts and exhibits that we can bring right to you. So tune in and see us. Right on. Yeah, Man, fantastic. that was one of the best uh, answers we've heard to, to Joe's ending question. <laughs> He's I, good. I wrote it down ahead <laughs> of time. He's good. He's <laughs> prepared. That's what you should do. All right. And all right. Like all good things. Uh, this must come to an end, too, but yep. um, we'll be checking in with Casey and Jason uh, throughout the year, as we always do, and trying to get the word out about all their great programs. So We could have sat here and talked for another hour. I know. I we could. Yeah, we That's could. Fun. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> all right. Say so goodbye, Hales. Goodbye, and we'll see you in another two weeks for another great episode of 2C Fans at Mobile.